Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Friday morning. And I'm glad everybody, I'm sure everybody's excited for the weekend. And well, I should say everybody, some people still have to work the weekend, but uh, some of you get to have it off. And um, for some of you, it's payday. So uh, I'm sure you're excited about that. But if you're like me, I get paid to turn around and hand it to somebody else. So <laughs> always fun to pay bills. I tell you, one of my biggest... Uh, complaints you can ask my wife every week is I have to balance the checkbook. I would rather take a beating and balance that checkbook. But uh, then my wife's a coward and she takes off running and my daughter because they know that they've spent more than they were told to spend and, and uh, uh, they run and hide but don't worry I always track them down. So uh, <laughs> they, they know Saturdays is the day when daddy's going through the books and bills and uh, it's not a good day to be around me, so because I'm screaming and hollering and wondering what was the, what this was and what that was and so on and so forth. So um, maybe y'all can relate to my pain. I don't know. So anyway, well, let's go ahead if we can. Let's do our pledge of allegiance this morning. If you have the ability to to stand and join me, I'd appreciate it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, like I was talking about, if you were able to stand to do this wonderful Pledge of Allegiance uh, that we just recited this morning, as we do each morning, we start off our daily devotions. Uh, I was watching here not too long ago, I don't know, about a week or two ago maybe, uh, it could be longer, uh, but it showed a guy, he was um, uh, confined to a wheelchair. He was a veteran, and uh, he made it a point to work hard to be able to stand for that flag, to, for the national anthem, and because of what it stood for and what it does stand for. And it was, uh, was tear-jerking to watch him struggle with all of his might to stand up. He had one of those exoskeleton uh, devices attached to his lower body to help him stand. And then uh, you see at our um, Olympics, the, uh, the women's soccer team decided they're going to never, uh, well, there was like three who had enough intestinal fortitude to stand and be true patriots, but the uh, rest of them scumbags uh, decided they had to get on their little knees and, uh, and disrespect our anthem and our flag and the fact they're going to go so far as to redesign our flag I just I about had it up to here in fact there was a, a men's soccer player he's actually been uh, removed from the team because of his conservative views he said that the the Olympics are not just left but they are radical left and you know my friends the, here's the problem that we have right now is that Marxism has infiltrated our country it's not about uh, you, know, and hopefully, you know, hopefully these woke ideologies will go away. They're here to stay. And it's going to take us as men and women to stand up against this tyranny, to stand up against these Marxist ideas. What do you think that Black Lives Matter is? What do you think Antifa is? What do you think this the squad with AOC and all of them? It's nothing but pure Marxism, my friends. It is nothing but socialism. This class warfare, this class distinction that they're trying to push out there, you will see that those who claim to be oppressed will become the oppressors. How are we not seeing results of that now? And so uh, we're going to have to take a hard stand, not only for our children, 
grandchildren, future generations, we're going to start taking a strong stand to protect those freedoms that we have been put in place from those who wish to take and destroy it. When you look at where Marxism is taking a foothold, where socialism is taking a foothold, you can see poverty. You see the, the decimation of jobs and, and starvation, and it's just, it's just, the list goes on and on. At no time in history has socialism ever worked, but this is what we're seeing. And, when, and all these things are coming down trying to make you feel guilty because of your white or make you feel guilty because of uh, something that happened in our nation's history that we had no part of. It's just, it is, we're, we're seeing this take root, and it's not a good thing. And guys and gals, you know, this is the whole social media trying to find things that we have posted five years ago or things we posted five minutes ago to try to quiet us, to silence us, because they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear opposing views. That's why they want to squelch free speech. All right? That's why they want to get rid of that, because it flies, because then it goes against their narrative. See, the, the liberals, they are all, all about power. That's what I've been trying to tell you. It's not about, they're not working for you. They want to rule you. And see, they need to get it through their thick heads. That's not how it works here. See, that's why we uh, ran England out of this country, because they try to oppress us, and they try to rule over us, and they try to impose things we didn't like. So we kicked our little fannies and sent them back home. We may have to start uh, taking a hard stand and say, hey, we're not putting up these Marxist ideals, and we're not going to put up with socialism. We're here. We're the land of the free and the home of the brave. Those These colors of red, white, and blue are men and women who have fought and died for this country. And it's about time we take a hard stand and quit uh, kowtow, you know, quit, quit bowing and down to these woke cancel culture bunch of lunatics out there and stand up against it and say, hey, we're not taking this anymore and stand for the principles that have been put in place for this country. And we got to stand for what is right and holy. That's why they want to get rid of Christianity because it flies in the very face of the things they're wanting to push. So my friends, it's time that we do take a hard stand and push back against these things because it's here to stay and ain't going away until we uh, start uh, uh, standing up to these bullies uh, they're just going to run all over us and trust me i know what it's like to deal with a bully it ain't fun and i didn't like it and i didn't have one to fight back but it comes a time when you get pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to where uh, i know at least for me yeah, i started swinging because i had all i could take and it may come to that point i don't know what do we have this morning here? We got Angel Dixon, Joe Sparks, uh, Thomas, I have no idea how to say your last name. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy Little, uh, Brandy Young. So appreciate all you wonderful people tuning in and watching this morning. So let's go and look at our daily verse. Uh, we're looking at Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. Proverbs 27, 5 through 6 says, Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. All right. As me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. My friends, and, uh, and I do consider all those who support this ministry uh, friends, and uh, I do uh, look at our church as a church family. Now, as far as a close personal friend, Probably my wife is probably about it because <laughs> I don't, uh, she can tell you, I kind of keep people at arm's length and I don't allow people to get real close to me. Uh, after my best friend Lance died of cancer, uh, I really uh, had a tough time uh, with that because he was like my brother. And then uh, David Green, his brother Richie still attends the church. Uh, me and him were really close and good friends and uh, unfortunately he passed away and 
Uh, and plus, growing up in the ministry, I've seen my dad try to be friends with individuals, and I've watched how they, um, uh, good morning, Rusty Paulus, uh, and I've watched them how they have stabbed him in the back. He, he you know, been over backwards with people, and time and again, I've just seen how people just have just turned around and just hurt him horribly. And so as a result, and because of the profession I'm in as a pastor, I don't really get close to people. I don't have a lot of close friends. And uh, and I do that on purpose. I'll be honest with you. It's not that I don't like anybody at the church. I think we've got a wonderful, great group of people. Every one of you watching this morning I think are wonderful people. I have not a thing in the world against you. And don't think that you would uh, do those things. But I, just my own little personal thing, I just uh, kind of keep to myself, you know. But, you know, when you have a good close friend, and that's kind of what we're driving at this morning, when you have that close friendship with somebody, you know, it is, uh, uh, you can surround yourself by somebody who's going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. You can surround yourself by people who, uh, uh, you know, makes you feel good, which that's fine. Friendship involves that. But a friend don't care to tell you the ugly truth, too. You know, if you've got spinach between your teeth, a booger hanging out of your nose, you know, so I always get fun, I always get a little tickled. You know, if a woman says, uh, I just, I'm just getting so fat, and the other girls go, oh, no, you're not, honey, you're beautiful. And, but if you're around a bunch of guys, and, man, I'm putting on too much, too much weight, the guys are going to look at the other and say, yeah, right, man, you look like a whale sitting there, you know. You need to put down the chips, dude. I mean, we don't care to rag on each other. We'll tell each other the hard truth. That's the difference between men and women. You know, women are, oh, honey, you're beautiful. And deep down, they're thinking, good grief, do you see how big she is? So don't lie, act like you don't. Don't lie like you don't. But uh, but men will be blunt. They will tell the truth and uh, say, hey, yeah, buddy, you need to uh, get some pounds off there. And that's what a friend does. You know, friends, we lift each other up. Friends build each other up, and we help each other and encourage each other. But at the same time, we have to speak those hard truths. And as Christians... Uh, so, you know, that's one thing God's Word tells us uh, in, in Ephesians is to speak the truth in love. And uh, as Christians, we need to do that not only with the world, but uh, with our Christian brothers and sisters. And if we see a Christian brother or sister who is going in a direction uh, that we know is, going, is not glorifying to God, is, is pulling them off the path, the, the narrow way, if you will, they're, they're coming off that narrow path, that's when uh, you know, we may have to speak some hard truths. And it may make you mad. But in the end, you're glad they did. You know, I, I've uh, used, you know, told you all this before, but there's an individual who's go to our church, and uh, he's, he's gone home to be with the Lord now. But uh, I got to notice that he's coming to church less and less and less. And uh, all of a sudden, he started posting some pretty crude pictures of women on social media. And I, you know, I kind of let some things go here and there. And finally, I just, it got to really bother me. I, you know, I'm not the God squad. I'm nobody's daddy. But as a Christian... We have to keep each other accountable, and um, accountable, not a cannibal, not <laughs> accountable. And I privately messaged him. I said, "Hey, look, brother, man, I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to. You know, I'm only trying to tell you this in a loving way. I'm not trying to rebuke you, scold you, be nasty. But, you know, you're you're putting Bible verses out there. You're claiming to be a Christian. I don't doubt that you are. But these risque pictures you're putting of these young ladies out there is kind of giving a, a an opposite." Uh, effect or you know, opposite view of what you're what you're putting in regards to your convictions as a Christian, and he went off on me. I mean, honestly, he got really mad at me, and I was like, well, you know, I, I was only trying to do what I was doing out of sincerity. I wasn't trying to, 
to be nasty in any way. I really honestly try to be sincere. It, it was a few months later and uh, that I ran into him, and he said, you know what? He said, uh, I want to tell you, you really made me mad. He told me that, but he said, I'm glad you did. And he said, you told me the truth. You told me maybe what I wanted to hear but needed to hear, and he made some real changes in his life and even become a kind of like a chaplain within his own little apartment complex. And, uh, you know, that wasn't me. Uh, it was God working through me to talk to this fellow brother in Christ Jesus. And sometimes we have to do those things. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. You know, if you see a friend, just like we're reading here in Proverbs 27, 5 through 6, uh, you know, a true friend is always, it's not always going to be somebody who's going to fill your ears with things that's going to make you feel good. A real friend's going to tell you the hard truth sometimes, too. And it's not, you know, you, you don't always want to hear those kind of things. You want to hear all the good things that you're doing. You don't always want to hear some of the negative things that may be happening. I might get embarrassed or, you know, and, and upset if somebody tells me i got a booger hanging out of my nose or spinning between my teeth, my flies down. It ain't something you want to hear, but, boy, you're glad you did because you don't want me walking around looking like it, you know. And uh, it's like Dad said, you know, uh, we were, many years ago when we first started the church, we had a pulpit, and it was plexiglass clear. And uh, Dad hated that pulpit, because that's why we use the one we got now, because he says, you know, sometimes when you get behind that pulpit, you can't remember if you zipped up your fly or not, you know, and so when you go behind that pulpit, sometimes you've got to double check real quick, make sure you ain't standing there with your shirt tail sticking out of your fly. And uh, he said, that clear pulpit, he couldn't do that, so he hated that thing. But, uh, but I would rather somebody be honest with me and tell me, even if it's something I don't want to hear. And that's like even my own dad. He's, he's, uh, he's, he says some pretty harsh things sometimes, but I know he's doing it out of love. You know, and as Christians, sometimes we may have to, to the world, we may sound pretty harsh uh, to them. And they say, well, that's judgmental, that's bigoted, and that's blah, blah, whatever, fill in the blank. Because they don't want to hear the truth. Because the truth brings conviction. The truth shines a light on their wickedness. The truth exposes those things they want to keep hid. And that's why they don't want to hear that truth. And that's why they want to quiet us. And that goes back to this Marxist ideology that has infiltrated our country. And it is unfortunately here to stay. And if we don't fight back, it's going to only continue to grow to get worse. They want to make it sound like it's going to be some kind of utopian society. Well, you tell that to the third world countries out there who have uh, bought into that lie. And that's exactly what will happen to us if we follow those steps as well. And... So they want to quiet that truth, and they want to make us look like the bad guys, you know, uh, and that's why they want to quiet conservatives, and, you know, they don't want to hear all, uh, opposing views. And so when you try to speak out something that is what the world considers is culturally relevant, that is biblically ignorant and biblically contrary, they don't want to hear it. And so, you know, it's a sad thing when you look statistically at the amount of younger people that want nothing to do with religion. They want nothing to do with God. They want nothing to do with the gospel. They want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. I, I think there's many reasons why, you know, and, uh, and is that uh, parents are no longer actively involved in church and want nothing to do with church. A lot of kids have never stepped foot in a church. They get a heavy indoctrination of all these Marxist views as they're growing up in public school system, in television, movies you know, social media, whatever, and so they're heavily indoctrinated in that. And so when you bring up things of, uh, about God or Jesus Christ, man, they, they just, you know, automatically uh, they start parroting uh, the erroneous garbage from the left in regards to Christianity. And, if, you know, 
these people don't realize that they are headed to hell. And we're trying to scream at them and tell them. I'm not saying literally screaming at anybody. We don't want to do that. We don't want to beat anybody at the family Bible. But we want to get their attention enough to say, hey, you, where you're headed is leading you to an eternity, eternity of destruction. It's going to lead you nowhere. Let me show you an alternative. Let me show you Jesus Christ. You know, I was reading a, um, uh, I've read it before. Uh, it was a little, uh, I don't know, considered a meme or whatever. Uh, as a picture of John Harper and his family. And uh, you may all may be familiar with this story. But John Harper was on the Titanic. And he was going around from person to person. He placed his only daughter uh, on uh, a lifeboat. And uh, he was, went into the water. And he was going from person to person to ask them if they knew Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior. So he went up to one young man that uh, he tried to tell him about Jesus. He tried to witness to him, tried to, you know, and the man rejected him. So John Harper took off his life vest and said, you need this more than I do. And so he continued to swim round and round until trying to talk to people. That's when they knew Jesus until hypothermia took over. He went to that young man one last time and said, do you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? And the man got saved. And, uh, uh, but John Harper obviously died and said the young man that was in a, a victim or like in a support group for those who went through those type of, you know, I guess tragedies like that, said his eyes filled with tears when he looked at the, the, the urgency of John Harper trying to explain the way, trying to explain Jesus Christ to these dying individuals. And, you know, and that we should be meeting those in the world with that same urgency to let them know what Jesus Christ came to this earth to do for them. And we need to, at the expense of our own life, we need to make sure we are, we are spreading the gospel. We're trying to tell the people about the love of Jesus and how Jesus can set them free from a multitude of, 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 of sin that they are involved in. Uh, there's so many of those out there that uh, are haughty and high-minded. Uh, there are those out there that um, do not portray a Christian attitude, and I get that. Now, I don't understand why a lot of people don't go to church because of those types of individuals. But we can't let, you know, but that's just like saying this race, we're painting all them as bad because of a few, you know, or what, you know, we can't paint all Christians as bad because of the faults of a few. There are those of us out there who truly love the Lord and want to tell you the truth of the gospel. Why? Because of our love for our fellow men our love for Jesus Christ. That's why we do that. And so as a friend may say something that we may not like, we're going to say things to the world they don't like and find offensive. But we're doing it because it is in their best interest to turn, and I know some of it may sound a little uh, cliche, they must turn before they burn kind of situation. And so uh, because we want people to enjoy what Christ is offering in eternal life. And we want to give that opportunity to those individuals to come to know him before it's too late. So my friends... And as you deal with your day-to-day -day friends, don't be afraid to speak the truth in love, even at the point of offending, if it means getting them on the right path and the right direction so they can have a closer, more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And likewise, don't be afraid to speak the truth in love to those in the world so that we can get them on the right path and direct them towards God. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together and meet and worship this morning. Lord, help us to always be ready to speak that truth in love, to stand for what is right, to stand against what is wrong. And Lord, uh, help us not to be afraid to uh, say those hard truths to those closest to us or to those in the world. 
And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I do pray that you be with each and every person watching here this morning. You know their hearts, minds, and needs. And I pray that you will be done in each and every situation. Lord, I do want to lift up our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson. I pray that you be with Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Larry Don and I and Jane Kitchings. Lord, I do pray for all those who have offered up prayer requests and concerns on social media. And I said that I'd be praying for, and you know those situations as well. Lord, be with us all. Let's have a good, fun, safe, and enjoyable weekend. And Lord, let us glorify you in thought, word, and deed. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning and tuning in. Don't forget to join us at 118 Julie Lane, Johnson City, Tennessee at uh, Fountain of Life Bible Church. Dr. Vic Young will be bringing the morning message at 11 a.m. And then I'll be, Lord willing, be back that evening at 6 p.m. to continue our study in Deuteronomy. We're making for a great study and hope that you will come and join us. So remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.